Good morning, friends. I am Reverend Fabiola Grandon Mayer. I'm the Rockford District Superintendent, and it is a joy and an honor to share with you the Word of God today. We are in the season of Epiphany, a time when we experience the manifestation of Jesus Christ to the world. Let us have a word of prayer. Gracious and loving God, we are ready to hear your word this morning. Open our hearts, minds, and souls, and help us to understand your message. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. My dear friends, the scripture for this morning is a beautiful passage that talks about uh, when Jesus called his first disciples. Especially uh, this passage talks when Jesus uh, called uh, Philip and Nathaniel. I want to invite you to think for a moment about how you became connected with this congregation, with this church. But probably you don't remember because you were a child. Maybe your parents brought you to church, or maybe a friend, a neighbor, or a relative invited you to come to church. And we know that in these current circumstances, most of us are connected to the church online. If you had joined the church in the last couple of months, maybe you were searching on Facebook, Facebook or maybe somebody sent you the link of this congregation. However you became connected to this church, somebody invited you and said to you, come and see. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was heading to Galilee, he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Philip found his, friends, his friend Nathaniel and told him about Jesus. Well, Philip and Nathaniel were friends. So the beginning of this scripture is something that any of us would find very natural. One friend seeking out another to share exciting news. The challenge now is for Nathaniel to go and see if it's all true. We see here a critical conversation between Jesus and several individuals who were disciples of John the Baptist. We know that John encouraged his followers to change uh, their allegiance to, God, to Jesus. Many of them, like Andrew, were trying to determine what that would mean. They were wise enough to know that they would gain wisdom by participation and observation. So they asked Jesus where he was staying. Jesus responded by saying simply, come and see. That simple invitation, come and see, launched the Jesus movement. Before long, Andrew invited his brother Peter, and then Peter invited countless others to come and see the one they were quickly convinced were the Messiah, the promised one. 
This dy dynamic of inviting and welcoming is central to the essence of the church. Like Andrew, we should want to find opportunities to come and see and bring others to Jesus. We must remember that Christians are not born. Christians are invited by those who are part of the church and therefore determined to repeat John's precious world, words. Behold the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Friends, if you are here today watching this service and connected uh, with this congregation, somebody who received the invitation first decided to invite you. The people who become followers of Jesus accept that simple invitation to come and see. But I know, friends, that it is not easy to make that invitation to others. Why? Well, maybe because we have not been encouraged to share about our faith. Or maybe because we have never been trained to talk about what we believe. Jesus made this invitation to his first followers and invited us to do that invitation to others. Come and see. But Jesus was neither manipulative nor intrusive. Jesus didn't employ coercion or threat or intimidation. Jesus employed the approach we use to recommend a book or a movie or a good restaurant. We say come and see. Each of Jesus' encounters with those he called to become one of the twelve disciples teaches us a little about the character of Christ and something about the nature of humanity. Each calling has the power to speak into our own experiences of faith, perhaps even other aspects of our lives. And as Christians, we know that peace and blessings can only derive from our relationship with Jesus. The more we allow Jesus to be in the center of our lives, the more we know peace in our hearts. We did not choose God. He chose us from all eternity. He calls us primarily to tell, uh, to tell others about the good news of Jesus. We are not discouraged by the response we may get from others, but trust that an encounter with God will, will be life-changing for them. We are called into a life of peace and blessing with God. Jesus sees us. He knows everything about us and perceives our deepest needs. And if we follow him, as he said to Nathaniel, we'll see heaven opened. Many things are going on in our lives as individuals, as a church, as a community, as a country. We live in a world dominated by impersonal relationship, consumerism, and insensitive attitudes. As Christians, 
And as part of our obedience to God, it is our responsibility to show God's love, care, and attention to everybody, especially to those in need. We live with uncertainty and anxiety. We don't know many things, but what we do know for sure is that we as believers have a mission to fulfill. What we do know is that we need to be faithful servant of Jesus Christ. What we do know is that we need to be instrument of hope, love, peace, justice, and reconciliation. We are in a time of uncertainty, a time of need, and we've experienced difficult uh, weeks as a country. What are we doing to make a difference in our context? What are we doing to share with others that there is hope in Jesus Christ? What are we doing to fulfill God's call? Are we going to be stuck in our personal problems or uh, our uncertainties? Or are we going to listen to God's call to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world? We are called to live a life of love to God and our neighbors. If we say that we love God, our life needs to show it, not only with what we say, but more importantly, our life needs to reflect our love to God with what we are. Friends, Jesus is inviting us today to follow him, follow his example, and do what he would do. Following Christ is not a casual or occasional practice, but a continuous commitment and way of life that applies at all times and in all places. Will you come and follow me if I but call your name? That is how a beautiful hymn starts. But it, it's also the way that many encounters with Christ begin as well. It is at first, it is at that first moment that we have the choice to say yes or no. To allow the encounter to continue and explore what it means to follow Christ in our lives. Friends, Jesus is calling us today to make a difference in this world. Jesus is calling us today as we are, with all our weaknesses, with all our strength. And we need to be his instrument in this world, with our attitudes, with our gestures, with our words, with our actions, with our entire life and with a strong decision to invite others to come and see. Let us ask God to renew our commitment to him and his church. And may he help us to be faithful and humble servants in his kingdom, now and forevermore. Amen.